Welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie. I'm here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John? Doing good. Doing good. We're like the only state that's not in an ice age right now, so that's nice. Feels yeah, we nice. just have floods instead. Yeah. Locust next. Okay, folks, this episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue. If you're on Long Island, you're going to have an event. You want some genuine southern barbecue catered by an award-winning pit master. Call Buddy Moore at 516-497-0246 and tell them the guys at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. Also sponsored by EssexTheater.org. Essex Theater is a small community theater company bringing quality theater at, at very low prices, uh, very affordable for the whole family to come. Their season runs in the summer and they're up on Lake Champlain. If you're looking for a great place to go on vacation, check out the Essex Willsboro area of Lake Champlain. It's on the New York side of the lake. And you can follow their whole season at EssexTheater.org. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. We got headlines this week. Uh, Belichick out, hold the mayo. Yeah, Belichick and Nick Saban. Both, yeah, both yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the elderly couple that everyone respects but nobody likes going off into the sunset together in retirement. Yeah, I got a feeling we're going to see one or both of them again, though. There's a lot of job openings. Yeah, they, there's already the reports that he's interested. Uh, Belichick is interested in the uh, Falcons' vacancy. Yeah, he was which, which interested would be in the Washington job before they went ahead and put a GM in place. So Yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll... That one shocked me. They went. They had a winning record. I no, I, I know, but I think that was more. He might just want to take a step back. No, I read an article where he fought hard. Oh, to really? Keep his job. Oh, I did not hear that. He okay. said, no, "Well, no, you I know, I, I showed him my plan to correct the situation. I was, I was confident I could do it. Uh, they're just not football people. They don't understand. They wanted to go in another direction." Uh, they are keeping Pete Carroll. That's in, what, yeah, because I, I heard that they were keeping the organization. So I was like, okay, maybe they're just taking. He's just taking a step back. No, no, he wanted to keep his job. Wow, so there's a whole old. Uh, uh, the biggest one you mentioned already was Saban decided to retire at the age of 72, and reports on ESPN yesterday were that uh, they're going to get DeBoer. We are dead. That's confirmed. He's from Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's been a tough week for the Washington Huskies. Yeah, lose the national championship game and lose your very, very successful coach. And your quarterback and your running back yeah, and I, three of your wide receivers. Yeah, and, it's good. I can't stand that transfer portal. Well, was I mean, I think they're all just they're going to the NFL. It's not even a transfer. And, and on a sad note, the Mets, uh, Mets legend Bud Harrelson passed away this week. Yeah. Bud had fought. Uh, Alzheimer's for a number of years. He's in a better place, but uh, those of us old enough to remember the 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 wonderful <laughs> brawl that he got in, he stood up to a much bigger Pete Rose. That's the, genuinely the first thing I did when I heard the news. Is I went on YouTube, typed Bud Harrelson fights Pete Rose. Yeah, watch that. He was scrappy. Uh, he, he was scrappy. He had a lot of steel. He was a great player. He helped the Mets greatly. Is he the only person to be in on the both? 
World Series teams? Because he was a third base coach for the 86 team. I think he might be. He also was at one point owner of the Long Island Ducks. Right, yeah. He, he, yeah. Uh, so he's... So great loss for the Mets community. Yeah, he was. A, he seemed like a, a wonderful guy. And uh, he's going to be missed because he was a true Met. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. let's, uh, moving on to something more positive. The Professional Women's Hockey League made their... They made their season debut at UBS Arena. Now, we were joking last week that, what, they're only going to play at Bridgeport, Connecticut? No, their season is split between Bridgeport and UBS. So, they made their debut. That was the good news. The so bad news it's is not they, any less weird. It's just, like, they... Well, it's they, half, half as weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they got beat 5-2 to two by the Montreal team. So, let's hope their next UBS uh, uh, appearance will be better. Moving on to the NBA, uh, well, since our week starts on Saturday, we had a good start to the week. Knicks beat the Wizards one twenty-one to one hundred five. The poor Nets lost to the Trailblazers one thirty-four to one twenty-seven. Matt's not here to defend him, so well. <laughs> no, they, I, they. Uh, that was an exciting game. Uh, well, they hung in there. They right? had, yeah, it's just a. I mean, given the rest of the week that the Blazers had, that uh, that loss becomes more and more uh, jarring. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because on Tuesday the Knicks beat the Blazers one twelve to to eighty four. Yeah, I uh, I was at that game. Yeah, went, went to that went to that game. Uh, got to sit on the uh, the bridge for the first time, which was great. No one blocking my view. It was, it was beautiful, and uh, the Knicks just. Completely outclassed them uh, to the point where Tom Thibodeau had his bench players in at the start of the fourth quarter, which is completely unheard of. And they were up by 38 at yeah. that point. Uh, genuinely felt like a summer league game by the fourth quarter. And I, was, I just sat there, and everyone was like, this is great, but boring. <laughs> well, boring in a good way. Boring in a good way, yeah. Then on Thursday, the Cavaliers beat the Nets 111-102. And the Mavericks edged the Knicks 128-124. Brutal. I, yeah, that, that sucked. That was that was a rough one. Yeah. Then we got, uh, later today, we got the Knicks versus the Grizzlies. And on Monday, we got the Knicks versus the Magic and the Nets versus the Heat. Oddly enough, last night there were no New York teams playing in any sport. No, that's a uh, yeah, that's a weird. That's a rarity. Um, the Knicks have played enough back to back, so I'm I'm totally fine with them uh, missing out on another one just for the sake of having a New York team play. Uh, the Knicks, since getting OG Ananobi, have been excellent. Uh, there's, they set a ton of plus-minus records. OG Anobio is, I think, a, he, they did set the record for highest plus-minus of any player in their first five games with a new team. Uh, no, it's been so far, it's been a good move. The, yeah, the, he has uh, completely turned the defense around. We ran into a rough patch in Dallas, which I wasn't expecting with Luka Doncic not playing. I did not take into account that Kyrie Irving absolutely hates us. And well, he uh, amongst almost every other living thing. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
it's gonna it's gonna it's a good euro step around that one and uh (laughs) they uh uh, yeah he's he had his best game of the season against us and tim hardaway jr uh ghost of nick's past decided to beat up on us as well they shot it was like they were like eight for their first 10 shooting three pointers in the first quarter they got up by 18 and they were up by 18 in the fourth quarter and then we just decided to start doubling Kyrie irving which surprise surprise worked and and then we chipped into the lead i'm convinced we would have won that game when we cut it to one if we could just grab a damn rebound (laughs) and we couldn't and we let the Mavs have five attempts at scoring, and eventually, I think it was Josh Green knocked the knocked down the three, and that put him up by four, and that was basically the game. Uh, it sucks to lose to a Mavericks team without Luka Doncic. That feels like a missed opportunity. However, the fact that they were able to cut an 18-point deficit to one in the fourth quarter alone, and they didn't give up, is encouraging. And now we play the Grizzlies tonight who are not only missing their best player, they're missing their all of their players currently. They're just riddled with injuries. Uh, so the Knicks seem to really take advantage tonight and, and get back on uh, yeah, and start a new winning streak. Rename them the Mets. <laughs> okay, moving on to NHL. We started off on Saturday on a real bummer where the Canadians beat the Rangers, the Canucks beat the Devils, and the Golden Knights beat the Islanders. Tuesday, the Canucks beat the Islanders. Thursday, the 11th, Lightning beat the Devils. Islanders 5 squeaked out a win by beating the Maple Leafs 4-3. to And the Blue, Jack, the Blue Jackets beat the Rangers. Blues, the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues, rather. Yeah. Beat the Rangers 5-2. to And we play the Capitals today at 1 o'clock. Uh, hopefully, turn this around. Uh, the vibes are not as great. As they were they've a had, couple of weeks ago for the Rangers. They, uh, they've had a tough week. They're starting to uh, peter out a little bit, um, which is not uh, not ideal given how you know how close every everything is. They're still in first place in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. I mean, every team goes through a trough here and there. Um, and they, like you point out, they kind of have a little bit of a cushion. Not a lot, though. The Hurricanes have cut it to three, so... Well, the Devils will play the, the Panthers later today, and the Islanders will play the Predators later today. Uh, the thing about hockey is you just got to make it into the playoffs. I mean, remember last year the Bruins had, the, like, the greatest season They had the greatest ever. regular season ever in the Florida Panthers. Then, boom! Out yeah. the first round. Yeah, they mopped the floor with them. Uh... Good win for the good overtime win for the Islanders though on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. That was, that yeah. was encouraging to see, I guess. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I it's uh, I mean I'm still confident in this Rangers team. They just uh, they need to obviously just tighten up some things. Defense seems to be better. Uh, I know Igor's kind of had a up and down season, just you know compared to what he's usually capable of yeah. uh yeah hopefully uh like i said they play the capitals they play the capitals today who are terrible not well uh, not terrible well, but they're not the capitals of old no they, they should handle the cap they should win this game you uh you would hope yeah all right moving on to the nfl the uh jets and the giants will be playing each other in golf this week um 
Giants finished out their season with a nice win against the the falling apart Philadelphia Eagles. Giants yeah. won twenty seven to ten. The game wasn't as close as the score indicates. No, it wasn't. It was a horrible game. They, they just beat, they just beat the crap out of them in the first quarter to the point where the Eagles quit, and then the Giants were like, "Oh, okay, it's not as fun anymore." Well, <laughs> in Giants news, Sterling Shepard decided to retire after a, a good career. Yeah, it was that was it was very it was clear that that was his last game as a Giant, and. Um, it's I I love Sterling Shepard. He was a uh, he was a bright spot through what's been a tumultuous couple of years. I wish I really wish he could have stayed more healthy um, during his career. But you know, for he he, he was um, he was a great wide receiver and even better uh, teammate human being. I would love to keep him around if he if that's what he wants as a wide receiver coach, uh, some part of the organization. Because he's uh, he's a terrific hype man for everybody, and he's, he's yeah. Last yeah. year, that was one of the highlights of the season was was watching him become you know, and I say this lovingly and with all due respect, he was, he became a cheerleader for everybody on the bench, and he right. really embraced that, and he's just a good veteran presence to have around. Now on the negative side, yeah, on the on the negative side, uh, our defensive coordinator. Uh, Quit. <laughs> well, they, they fired two of his coaches, and, and then he reportedly cursed out Dave Wall and stormed out. Which I, I mean, I get that sucks, but like, Dable fired the offensive line coach Bobby Johnson, and that was his best friend. So he's not well. To be above fair, it. he had to do something. They were terrible. No, I know. I'm just saying that like you can't. Like it's a business. Like how are you gonna winks? How are you gonna get mad at Dable? He just got rid of. His friend, well, you can't I don't be know like. Well, Wink thought he had a leg to stand on. I mean, that defense was was good, but it that's was- the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we were an average defense. Now you could say, well, maybe they were only average because their offense couldn't stay on the field. Okay, sure, but that doesn't make up for the fact that apparently there were reports that he was going rogue, or he what? He was, he was still, you know. Sending all-out blitzes when Dable explicitly told him not to, which was the report during the Cowboys game in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, he was leaking stuff to the media. Um, Xavier McKinney, who had his best game of the season against the Eagles last Sunday, he apparently told management that he wasn't going to even consider re-signing with the Giants if Wink stayed around. So Okay. Uh yeah, vibes were not great. Um, Look, I can't. To be fair to all involved, if you're the defensive coordinator of either the Jets or the Giants, it must have been a very frustrating year. Yeah. Because neither offense could stay on the field. No, and and, and I understand that Dable, he's not completely exonerated here because he is a hothead and he does let his temper get the better of him. I've, we've seen that. But that's just that's who he is. I I imagine it, he'll. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a rookie head coach. He's he's learning how to do all this. The people lamenting losing Wink, not for nothing. He left Baltimore, and now two years later, they're better. They're a better defense yeah. significantly than yeah. when they, you know. So it's all about bringing in the right guy. Uh, well, it it kind of smacks a little bit of. Uh the Ryan family. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's the vibe. I I hope I hope he gets a head coaching job somewhere. I want him to take the Commanders' head coaching job personally, just because that would be yeah, a fun storyline. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll see. Uh, I I hope I hope that we could bring in a defense coordinator that um, you know can stop a screen pass or yeah. uh, right be better on third and long. I've never seen a defense so bad on third and long doesn't make any sense like i shouldn't be it shouldn't be third and 20 and i'm like oh i can't wait to see how they convert this one right <laughs> yeah well it was a frustrating season yeah first. it was a very frustrating season six pick in the draft though uh so well, that's so the jets exciting. finished their season by by finally beating the patriots in foxborough 17 to 3 on a snowy day you retired bill belichick uh, that ended a 15-game losing streak to the Patriots, and an even oh. longer losing streak in in, pa- in Foxborough. Right. Um, and like I said earlier, they'll be playing golf for the rest of the season. Uh, the only good news out of the Jets' world is that Sauce Gardner and Quincy Williams were both named first team All Pros. I respectfully disagree. That's not the only good Jets news. Aaron Rodgers won an award gifted to him by the team. Oh God! Really? You're gonna talk about that? Go ahead. What? What? There's nothing else to say. He won an award. That's the only Aaron Rodgers news to come out of this week. Greatest cheer was that? No, there is other Aaron Rodgers news. He's mysteriously disappeared from the Pat Mac. No, he was back. He was back the next day. He was literally back doing the show. The very next day. Yeah, I was watching Jimmy Kimmel last night. It was a rerun, and he was railing about Aaron Rodgers and how Aaron Rodgers thinks because he could play football. He said, this is a guy that went to community college and one year of college and didn't study the human anatomy ever and thinks that he knows more about vaccines than anybody and the human body. And he was... He was mad because Aaron Rodgers had said something about Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, he accused him of being on on, on a, the Epstein list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not great. Not not, <laughs> not not something you should should uh, should say on no, uh, you should on no, television. You, no, <laughs> it, it's irresponsible. But hey, he's, he's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I didn't even want to bring. I really didn't want, want to even bring that up. But yeah, uh, what? Yeah, he so he won an award for the team. So at least you could say. He got one accolade yeah. from for the Jets Best this season. Teammate or some bullshit. Excuse um, my language. And uh, yeah, the whole gang will be will be back next year. All right, so we've got the playoffs this weekend. We've got the Browns versus the Texans on NBC at four o'clock or four thirty. Um, I like the Browns in this one. Yeah, I have the Browns as well. With the ghost of Joe Flacco. Yeah, and uh, just make those Jets continue to look. I want that Browns. I want that Browns Ravens playoff game so badly. I, oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. So then we've got the Dolphins at the Chiefs, which is only on Peacock. Meaning the only way you can watch this show is if you go and make uh, buy a subscription to Peacock. That's five bucks. I ain't doing it. It's, not, five, it's five bucks. Not doing it uh, on per, on principle. <laughs> uh. I I have the Dolphins winning this one, which uh, I know a lot of people are making it, it seem like the, the weather's horrible in Kansas Kansas City. Yeah, if it's ice bowl. if the game goes on, I, I think that gives the Chiefs a decided advantage with that defense. 
Uh, I don't think either offense is going to be terribly effective. Yeah, they might catch a cold, but you know what? That's the only thing the Kansas State Chiefs can catch because their wide receivers oh, are that horrible. They are. So, bad. yeah, I think the Dolphins can, can win this I game. I'm picking the Chiefs based on their defense. Sunday, this is hot off the presses. I mean, within five seconds before we started the show, the Steelers-Bills game was supposed to be Sunday at 1, has now been moved to Monday afternoon. Uh, yeah. Per the the New uh, York governor, Catherine Midget in Albany. <laughs> um, this is the most political podcast I think we've ever done. So <laughs> uh, we, we got the Packers. Uh, let's see, Steelers, Bills. Who do you like? I have the Bills winning. This is this is either going to go one or two ways. Either the Bills are going to absolutely demolish them, or the Steelers are going to hang around and win because they just have devil magic. That I don't know what Mike Tomlin. He's a Does? great coach. That's just, the magic. He, he just wins. He's a great coach. So it's either going to be like 38-13 Bills or the the Steelers are going to win like 15-10. to 10, And I'm not going to have any idea how they did it. And they're going to move on to the next round. My pick, I'm going to call this a toss-up. Uh, I think this might be the most intriguing game of the weekend. Really? You think so? I, I just I, uh, as far as Governor Hochul goes, that was mean of me. I apologize. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you should. Uh, this is this is. There's no video, but there's a red dot on Rex's forehead right now. So we just <laughs> <laughs> we had to switch change his tune Fortunately, real quick. It's a very very hard forehead. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Packers at Cowboys uh, 4:30 on Fox on Sunday. Um, I hope they both lose. Uh, no, yeah, I, I can't stand either one of these teams, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think the Packers will win. I have the Cowboys. I think they're I think they're offense. Well, I say is, that because well, I'm cursed, so any team I pick loses. Uh, yeah, cow, yeah, Cowboys. One, I think their offense is is pretty solid, unfortunately. Uh, and two, that defense in Dallas going up against a quarterback in his very first playoff game. Listen, Jordan Love's proved me wrong, like just about every step of the he's way this really year. He's grown as a quarterback, and that defensive has really come into. Form. See, that's the thing. I don't, I don't trust Joe Barry and their defense at all against the Cowboys' offense, especially if he tries to run that conservative soft zone. Dak Prescott will pick them apart. If they, the only way to really get to Dak is if you pressure him, which is why the 49ers. Always seem to have his number because they could actually, you know, well, attack him. Have an elite no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's the key to beating him is if you just constantly knock him on his back. And the Packers, if they don't do that, if Joe Barry decides to play conservative like he's prone to do, well, they will pick them apart. I think they learned that trick from the Giants and Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, then we've got it. The evening game is on NBC, the regular television, not Peacock. Rams versus Lions. I like the Lions in this one. I so this is the only one where I'm gonna go with my with my heart over my head here. Um, I'm going to pick the Lions. I want the Lions. I want the Lions to win it all. Personally, I however, love, I love the head coach. I love yeah, the vibe he brings. Yeah, here's the problem. Their secondary is not good, and they're going up against Cooper Cup. And and, uh, and Puka Nakua, yeah. and there's a probability that Matt Stafford goes off and just goes ballistic. And Good. yeah, Good. I Sean McVay. I don't know. This game has this game could be a shootout. This game could be 
a very high scoring affair. It, it's probably, for my money, going to be the best game of the weekend. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I have I will say Lions in a nail biter. Well, beat the Rams. Um, then Monday night after the Steelers Bills game on ABC and ESPN, we've got the Eagles versus the Buccaneers, which is intriguing to me because the Eagles have have just been they're in a, a free fall. They've been in a free fall to the point where they went from the, like the number one or two seed yeah, they were, to a wild card. They were ten and one at one point, and they've fallen off a cliff. And now they got to play in Tampa. Yeah. Against a very hot Baker Mayfield. Right. They they kind of sleptwalked through their final game against Carolina, and they still they, their defense shut them out, and they won. I mean, they I mean Carolina. Carolina's like playing a Division two college team. Yeah. They're uh, terrible. Yeah, man. I uh, and like 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 with the Lions, the Eagles secondary is not great. Uh, I mean, pointing my- to Tyrod Taylor, lighting them up in the first half the way that he did. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. It's a solid combo. <laughs> they uh and and their and their defense is 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 well, stout. And on top of that, AJ Brown uh, confirmed not playing. So. Right, right. The, the I think the Eagles free fall continues. Um, my heart's with the Buccaneers on this one. I, I like both Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles, and want, wish them. It's to at the well. point where I don't even know if I would consider the Buccaneers winning at home an upset. I like I that I that was gonna say like that's another one like Lions Rams where I'm picking with my heart over my head, but I'm, even yeah, logically, I just think the Buccaneers are I mean, a better certain, team right now. Certainly, the Eagles have the ability to compete with the Buccaneers, but I do think the Buccaneers have the edge here. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the hot stove, which is why I get up in the morning. (laughs) In New York Mets news, a positive. Pete Alonso and the Mets agreed to a one-year contract to avoid arbitration. They're going to pay him $20.5 million to play baseball for one year. Good for the polar bear, good for the Mets. Yeah. I got that out of the way early. I think they avoided arbitration with everybody, right? There wasn't any. I don't think they went there. Yeah, I think you're correct. Well, that's good. Uh, the uh, there was a report on X and other places that uh, Stern said the Mets are only willing to spend another ten million dollars, and that's probably going to be for pitching. Um, I I really wish the Mets would go out and get another bat. Uh, there have been reports that they were really, really, really interested in Jorge Soler. Uh, however, so is Toronto, and Toronto's got a ton of money. Yeah, Toronto is uh, looking to looking to spend a bit more than the Mets right. are. So that's depressing to me, but not crushing because that doesn't say anything about who the Mets might be willing to trade for. Right. I, I'm. I. I don't know. I. I. This is my takeaway from. Met social media is we've won the last two off seasons. And and see where that got us. Not great. <laughs> so who cares? Well, I, uh, the other thing is Stern's reputation was built on finding gems in the rough in the pitching world. Yes, not which it's, which we we talked about at length that his his bullpen 
the people that he's able to find, he, he knows how to put together a bullpen, yeah. which is what he's attacked the most in this free agency. And that's, that needed work. And I don't understand. Like, people seem to forget. Like This is a talented lineup, the guys that we have here. like People well, forgot how good Nimmo, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil's bound to have a bounce back year. Well, don't forget the Marte, Alvarez. Alvarez, best young offensive catcher in baseball. Marte, hopefully yeah, he can stay that, healthy. That, that's got another bone to pick. I was watching MLB and they had the best catchers in baseball and he didn't crack the top ten. Yeah, I could not believe that. No, that's, that's pretty wild. Listen, let them, let them, let them, let them sleep on Alvarez. Well, you know, people have said, well, you know, we need a bat to protect Alonzo. I think we may already have the bat on the team. My my prediction for Alvarez: two fifty average around there, thirty home runs, ninety RBIs. That would be a great year for a catcher. Yeah. No, I I'm incredibly high on Alvarez. Uh, the did you hear uh, the update on the Ronnie Mauricio thing? No. It just makes the injury so much more depressing. Was um, the reason he chose he was playing winter ball in the first place was because his agent and his crooked family members had apparently blown through his two point one million dollar signing bonus. And he was playing because he felt like he genuinely needed the money. And You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So that's awful. That sucks so much. That is awful. I read that and it genuinely and, made my heart sink. And we watched. I watched a lot of September baseball and early October baseball. And he was by far the most exciting young player on the field, if you take Alvarez out of the equation. To my mind, Alvarez is established. Yeah. Um, played much better than Vientos. Um, much better than Beatty. Much better than Beatty. I, I just saw he had that it factor. He could... Everything he did was exciting. And now, know, now knowing that story, I'm even more upset... That they waited so long to call him up. Yeah. And it's just, the whole thing is depressing. And I really hope for his. My hope for him is that he comes back and is a Met and has a great career. Um, Truthfully, at this point, I look at Vientos and Beatty as trade pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I just, I'd like to just, this this feeds into my last point. The Mets are not going to spend any more on the offseason. Okay. As long as they're competitive by the trade deadline in late July, they're still they'll make a move for a big time acquisition, even if it's just a rental. In my opinion, I I, I don't think Steve Cohen would pass up on that. Now, granted, we know that no one likes to really trade with the guy. However, now he's got a lot more ammunition. He's got chips. Yeah, because the one thing Stern said. Stern came out and said, look, my whole focus has been on stocking the AAA team. And he says, I feel like I've done a good job of that. And that's another thing where social, the Met social media, no one has any reading comprehension. They look at that as like a joke. No, it's but, no joke But it's at a all. real thing. Like that's a good 
thing to Look, have the to long-term stock up. goal is to be able to operate like the Dodgers. The only way to do that is to build up the farm system. Yeah. Um, on the other side of town, or north of the Mets, the uh, evil empire went out and got Marcus Stroman for two years for thirty-seven million dollars. How much? How much? How how long? How long did it take before you stopped smiling when you got the tweet that he was a New York Yankee? I'm still smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still smiling. They can have him. He's, I, a, he's another head case. It'd be like Kyrie all over again. The only place I think might genuinely be a better fit for Marcus Stroman besides the Yankees is the Phillies. So if he wasn't going to go to the Phillies, I'm happy he's with the Yankees. Well, At the very least, they'll be they'll make for some great television. <laughs> I don't know how how what you know. I don't know what his relationship with his father is. Uh, uh, I would, if I were Marcus Stroman, I'd be terrified of my father. Uh, I was listening to uh, the the Sean Casey Rich uh, Chinchimino Mayor's Office broadcast yesterday, and they were talking about how jacked. Uh, Marcus Stroman's father is, and so I went on Google and looked him up. The guy looks like Mr. Olympians. I mean, he's got muscles on top of muscles. Yeah, he has muscles in places. Most most people don't have places. So, and so it leads me to wonder why it is the son turned out to be such a jerk. Because <laughs> I mean, you'd think a father like that would be able to easily keep his boy in line, but no. Uh, uh, he's a he's a he's a character, Marcus Stroman. Uh, well, I mean, I, he I, he I mean, grew up a Yankee fan, so well, he's think, probably ecstatic to be I, I a Yankee. I just think for a number three or four starter, that $37 million for two years is an awful lot of money. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're hoping that they can find a winner starting pitcher in free agency because after Garrett Cole, it's been loss after loss after yeah, loss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe well, Rodon turns it around if he's healthy. Well, that's the whole key to their season. If Rodon is Rodon again, then they've got a fighting chance. If but they can get Nestor, if he's Cole, got an ERA of seven, no, then he they're... was he was playing hurt. <laughs> um, if, if they can get Nestor Cortez back to being nasty Nestor, that would help a lot. But he had injury issues last year. Yeah. Speaking of former uh, Yankee starting pitchers, Montgomery remains untouched, as does Blake Snell. Well, reports are Snell was asking for a, a sixth year. The Yankees made him a big offer, and he said, no, no, I want an, I want an extra year, and, and I want more AAV. And I thought, wow, you, uh, yeah, you do have some power because you won the Cy Young Award, but you walk the world. Five innings to start. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're basically buying an opener. It's, yeah, it's tough. I he I we we talked about it last fall. What a interesting case this was going to be, and te- nobody's budging on him yet. Uh, well, it, it, you know, it's like every professional sports league is a follow the leader thing. Um, you know, Yamamoto became the flavor of the year, and therefore every team concentrated on Japanese pitching. Yeah, uh, to the detriment of some really fine pitching that's available from right here at home. It just kind of feels like Snell's going to wind up with uh, a random team who just gives him the most yeah. what he's looking for financially. So, like a team like the Rockies or look, the look, he's only thirty-one years Angels. old. He's going to get paid. I, I'm, I, you know, it's up to him where he goes. Really, yeah. 
Uh, I think Montgomery is the better bet. I think he's uh, more of a workhorse. At this point, I'm kind of shocked that the Rangers haven't re-signed him. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's where that's going. I think he will stay a Ranger. Because they have the money to give him. Yeah. And they need him. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like I'm, I'm personally I'm I mean, because if you're banking on DeGrom and Scherzer to be... The, they're not even going to have those guys. Those guys time. aren't even going to be around until next season for the most well, part. Well, I think... Well, DeGrom might June, come... June, yeah, June July. Yeah, but is look, Chris Sale, DeGrom, same guy. They're going to they're gonna go and they're going to pitch and they're going to be a world beater for about five games and then they're going to hurt again. Yeah. Scherzer, uh, actually more concerning to me because he's now... Up there in the years, and his back's barking, and a back injury to a pitcher can be deadly. Right. Yeah. So that I I feel like that's both parties need one another. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Jordan Montgomery's a, a Ranger sometime soon. Um. So that's uh. There's I, still lots of really fine players that haven't found homes yet. We didn't talk the Mania signing for the Mets, too. I really was a big fan of that. I, they, I was encouraged by it. I didn't get all that excited about it. I think he has I think he has a really, really strong season for us. We needed a lefty. He's he was he ended last season on the uptick. I I, yeah, I, he I, did. I really I really thought that was a shrewd signing. Well he's he can he can eat some innings. He, we definitely needed a lefty. He's a middle-of-the-rotation kind of guy. So we've got Senga and a whole bunch of middle-to-back-of-rotation guys. Um, maybe, so, maybe, maybe we could trade McGill and Vientos and Beatty and get Dylan Cease and Aloy Jimenez and solve <laughs> all the problems in one fell swoop. All the problems in the world. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I can't even really... I, I'm I'm still personally just jumping back all the way to the beginning with basketball. I'm I'm more locked in on what the Knicks are going to do at their to their trade deadline. Uh, well, to be fair to the the listening audience, uh, both of you, um, <laughs> you're not as you're not as in tune as I, I am on I, that. I don't know nearly as much as, as the, the veteran knows about basketball. I, I know a fair amount about bat, baseball and, and a fair amount about football. The other stuff I enjoy watching, but I, I'm not that knowledgeable. I admit this freely. Yeah. I mean, I, the only reason I'm into it because it just feels like we, we, made the, we made the big and an OB trade and it's worked out like gangbusters, not only for us, but for Toronto as well. And now it's like we're potentially in on DeJounte Murray, which is kind of exciting, but polarizing because they don't really know. Like, there's some people that are really all for it. And you're, we, you're not afraid it might mess up the chemistry of the team? No, not particularly because I just, I don't know. It's, it's, he would definitely on paper raise our ceiling. Uh, and he would give us another legitimate score. So pair along with Brunson and, and Randall. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that the reason that his numbers have dipped is just because him and Trey Young are a bad fit with one another. And yeah. You know, so there's that. There's also Malcolm Brogdon, which we would which would be a cheaper option we'd bring in from Portland, uh, who <laughs> was kind of uh, watching the game live. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if 
Miles McBride uh, took those reports personally because Brogdon would be taking his spot. Legitimately guarded him as intensely as possible for the entire 90 feet on the basketball court. The entire 94. Oh, good good just, for him. I just kicked his ass. I don't, I don't know how much that was. Poor. He, Brogdon's probably just checked out because Portland is terrible and they lost by like 68 points to the Thunder. Uh, so, yeah. One of the two I'd love to have on the team. and uh, It's just nice being part of a trade deadline and not being sellers. So I just wanted to get that out there because after the Mets sold off everybody and the Giants traded off pieces, I like being a buyer. It's nice. Yeah, well, it's good to have a team that's that's on the way up. It's nice having a successful team. Yeah. Um, and and Nets fans, uh, we're not trying to ignore you. Uh, we just... I already said when Matt was here. We're kind of, well, that brings me to the point I'm about to try to make. It was a lot of fun having Matt yeah, with us last week. Matt, come back. We'd love to have you again. Yeah, come on, come on back. Uh, uh, we, if the we Mets have, have a fire sale, we could just give the floor to him and just yeah, let him. Yeah, well, um, that's about all I got. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it. We're gonna go uh, watch some playoff football now. Get to watch Joe Flacco sling a football around. So that's a good Saturday afternoon. God bless him. You yeah. know, I, I and listen, C.J. Stroud, who we haven't mentioned yet, is uh, the opposing quarterback. That's a great story. I love how the Houston Texans uh, kind of, you know, wiggled their way around that whole Deshaun Watson thing, wound up with a better quarterback. Right. And, and, no lo- and no baggage. And no baggage. And they're, uh, they're, uh, no one had the Texans winning the, that division. Well, and nobody so, wanted to win that division. No, yes, but like this, the Texans' turnaround has been no, uh, incredible. No, that, that you're correct. The, the new head coach, the new quarterback, they've got a lot of positives going on, and they deserve to be applauded for what they've done. Are they going to go deep into the playoffs? I doubt it, but it would be a nice story. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so there's that. And then uh, Tyree killed. A lot of revenge games in this playoffs because we got <laughs> Tyree Kill coming back to Arrowhead. Uh, well, hopefully for Chief fans, his kids will find another lighter to play with. <laughs> I, his kids got better hands than the Chiefs wide receivers. So. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's true. So, yeah, I got uh, Browns and Dolphins winning today. So I got both road teams winning, which is kind of an anomaly, but that's what I'm sticking with. And uh, hopefully uh, my football predictions go better than my baseball predictions. Well, the, so, yeah. I can only tell you who I want to win. I'm no longer going to tell you who I think will win. You, you're, we've established... It should be the opposite. Yes, so. I, I have the curse. So you have the Texans. Just to be clear, you have the Texans and the Chiefs. If you're a bet, if you're a betting person, <laughs> bet against me every time. All right. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. This is Rex, the rookie, signing off. John, any final words? No, man. Let's go, Joe Flacco. <laughs> All right, folks. Take care. <laughs>